You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Clancy, you remember how when we used to drive to work? Uh, when we used to what to wear? And we would just put on a podcast or a book and learn something passively while doing something else like driving. Is that why people listen to us to learn? Oh, I hope not. No, uh, they should listen to us to laugh. To learn, they should check out Knowable. It's a new app where experts offer audio courses in leadership, business, wellness, and more. Okay, well, this sounds perfect for me. Sometimes I have a hard time reading ad copy, much less entire books. Yeah, and Knowable courses are perfect for that. With fun 10-minute daily audio lessons from top thinkers, experts, authors, and weekly live discussions, it's perfect for multitasking. So it's like Spotify for personal development? Yeah, that's a solid elevator pitch. Good job. Comprehensive podcast-style audio courses. What are they about? Well, there's a course on improv that the UCB did and another one on launching a startup with a founder of Reddit, uh, Alexis Sohanian. Oh, so I could learn improv while doing chores? Yes, and you could start doing chores. How dare you? Get hundreds of hours of educational content with Knowable's entire library of courses, all ad-free at a special rate of $50 a year for a limited time. But guess what? You can get an extra 20% off for being one of our listeners. Just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your subscription and tap into the knowledge of 200 experts at the top of their field ad-free. Again, just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your first subscription. I'll think to that. And one for Mahler. I can't tell if it's a meta joke or not. Kind of like your deadpan. Yeah. That's why I had to go on Xanax. Uh, That's just a joke. That is a joke. (laughs) I had to go on Xanax because the world's on fire. Yeah. How about yours? (laughs) That's the way I like it. I'll never get bored. Hey, now. episode of non plus a gay romp through the disney plus vault that over there is my husband clancy and over there is my beautiful husband josh Ooh, and this is non plus a spoopy mischief media podcast is it october what it is happening October. it's time to have the skeletons crawl out of your closet like your gaze <laughs> <laughs> Hi, honey. Hi. We actually haven't seen each other for a few days because I got to go to Obsess Fest. Yeah, he was he was missing, and um, was it missing? You know exactly where I was. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was in Columbus having a grand old time at Obsess Fest. This is this is absolutely true. You got friends in town. It's not like you didn't have anything to do. No, no, no. I actually I went and I explored Austin more than we had ever had you in our entire in time living here. You did more in Austin this weekend in these three days <laughs> that I was in Columbus working a convention. You did yeah. more in this city than you and I together have done since September of and, 2019. And I did things here. that we talked about doing. Yes. And, yeah. So I, anyway. but now I've beta tested. So now we can go back and we can have a we, good time. We know what's worth the time or not. Yeah. Um, some quick housekeeping mischief merch right now. You can get 10% off of your entire first purchase. When you oh sign gosh. up for the mischief merch newsletter, Woo. as previously mentioned, they have great fall and spoopy season items for you to peruse. Yeah. And should you choose any of the nonplussed or MCU items and use code nonplus 10, when you check out, you can get 10% off of that as well. Yeah. Generally just in Disney plus slash Marvel news. Yeah. Iron Wars, which was going to be a series a la Falcon and winter soldier and mm-hmm. has already been referenced vaguely in like the, the secret invasion trailer yeah now according to hollywood reporter and we'll link this in the show notes it's gonna be a movie yeah and some people think uh, some people are up and down about whether or not robert downey jr will return as tony stark for that he did i don't, I don't think so honestly i'd prefer if we get when all the timelines converge we we get a new tony stark it's a, a different actor but the same character for sure i'll link it in the show notes but um apparently the topic of today's episode is the biggest movie debut for the disney plus platform it's just wild because it is they've had some big things Ryan like, the last dragon I, I mean fuck black Cruella. widow black widow yeah. yeah so this is wild yeah and then and all the pixar movies which is also kind of a travesty see but this is uh, well i mean we'll get into it but this is cult culture at this point yeah fair enough i have theories 
Yeah. Um, and finally, I mean, just since the last time we recorded, I feel like it's worth talking about this new Black Panther trailer just briefly. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It is. First time I saw it, like legit got misty eyed. Both trailers. Lots yes. of emotion. And yes. I am very, very excited. And also it's kind of bittersweet because it's like, you know, there's going to be a big hole missing. And so yes. uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they fill that. Agreed. There is chatter that I think could be uh, ha- could have some truth to it that they are effectively with the current trailers right now, kind of ABC testing who yep. the final Black Panther will be um, because yeah. it's obviously going to be a woman. Well, yeah. Given the last shot of the trailer, but we still don't really know which woman. And there are three viable options. There are some better than others, in my opinion. But we yeah, won't we get, don't into have to that. get into that. We don't have to get into that. So uh, outside of the stuff that we're going to link in the show notes, all of our research comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Disney.fandom.com. Yeah, Clancy, what film are we talking about on this first Friday show of Spoopy Ween? <laughs> Well, do I need to take that again? No, I <laughs> was think, that too much? No, I think that was absolutely perfect. <laughs> the movie that we are doing is Hocus Pocus Do Electric, Electric Witcheroo, Electric, Electric Witcheroo. There, you go. there we go. That's fun. Now, at the top, I would like to acknowledge two things that we'll link it in the show notes about a tweet that Bette Midler made in response to an op-ed in the New York Times that can be credibly read as anti-trans. Yeah. That is a fact. Another fact is neither you nor I are adequately equipped or educated to discuss that in any deep fashion. Correct. So we're going to link that in the show notes and simply say that, yes, absolutely. I can see where people are coming from on this. Also, sometimes old white ladies are going to be old white ladies. Both of these things can be true. Like, uh, what was it in She-Hulk? The dialectic behavioral therapy. Yeah. Dialectical behavioral therapy. It allows us to hold two opposing truths at the same time. First, we're going to practice some mindfulness with a few yoga techniques. Wow, I never thought you'd be into all this mind-body-spirit stuff. <sighs> Dialectical behavioral therapy is an evidence-based psychotherapy. It's clinical, not spiritual. Two opposing things can, can, be, can be true. Yes. Um, but at the same time, she's been a huge ally for at least. She got her start in bathhouses. Absolutely. So, so uh, you can only go so deep. But at the same time. We're also. Not, uh, that's not our job. We're here to talk about the movie. Right. And make fun of it where necessary. And let's be honest. There are some times where this movie is worth making fun of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. goodness. It was released just this past Friday, September 30th, 2022. The brisk runtime of 103 minutes, directed by Ann Fletcher. Yeah. Who did 27 Dresses and Hot Pursuit. Yeah. That's fun. Super um, delightful. And screenplay by Jen D'Angelo, who's a producer on Solar Opposites and was a producer on Workaholics. Right on. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the cast. We shall. We start off with Bette Midler as Winifred Winnie Sanderson. And Taylor Henderson as young Winifred Winnie Sanderson. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah Sanderson, the youngest of the three Sanderson sisters. With Juju Brenner as young Sarah Sanderson. We've got Kathy Najimy as Mary Sanderson. And Nina Kitchen as young Mary Sanderson. Sam Richardson as Gilbert. He's the old owner of the magic shop. Yeah. Doug Jones is also returning as Billy Butcherson, a former lover of Winifred. Yeah, Austin J. Ryan plays young Billy Butcherson. We've got Whitney Peak as Becca, a high school student and aspiring witch. We've got Belissa Escobedo as Izzy. Tony Hale as Jeffrey Trask, the mayor of Salem and the father of Cassie, who also plays Reverend Trask, Jeffrey and Cassie's ancestor from the Sanderson sisters past. Yeah, Hannah Waddingham as Mother Witch. Yeah, she's going to be Madame Morrible in the Wicked movie. Oh, red. Yeah. Uh, Lilia Buckingham is Cassie Trask, a popular classmate and an estranged friend of Becca and Izzy. Froy Gutierrez portrays Mike, Cassie's inept boyfriend. And of course, we have RuPaul's Drag Race stars Ginger Minge, Cornbread Jeté, and Kamora Hall uh, playing drag queen versions of Winifred Mary and Sarah in a costume contest. Absolutely. And it's important to also mention that Cornbread is trans. Yeah. So, so again, the representation is here. Yes. All right, well, let's get into this. Yes, let's.
1653 Salem, young Winifred Sanderson is banished by Reverend Trask after defying the authority of the church by refusing to marry John Pritchett. Winifred escapes with her sisters Mary and Sarah to a nearby forbidden forest. There, they make the acquaintance of Mother Witch, who gifts Winifred her magic book for her 16th birthday, teaches the sisters to kill other children to keep their youthfulness, and explicitly warns against casting a spell known as the Magica Maxima. In 2022, 29 years after the Sanderson sisters were resurrected by the Black Flame Candle, Salem teenagers Becca and Izzy prepare to celebrate both Halloween and Becca's 16th birthday, but turn down a party invitation from their estranged friend Cassie Trask. They visit a magic shop, formerly the Sanderson Cottage, run by Gilbert, who gifts Becca a candle for their annual birthday ritual. They discover that it is another Black Flame Candle. Upon lighting it, and as there is a full moon and the girls are both virgins, the candle resurrects the Sanderson sisters once again. What a spoopy intro for the Disney logo. I am logo. here for the spoopy Disney intro. Yeah. Um, he I, says like a wine mom as he sloshes a highball full of red. <laughs> yeah. The it's uh, it's. Sort of funny. This is, I think, the last movie that's not going to have the like Disney 100 uh, logo that's coming up. So, uh, but you know, hey, I thought it was, I thought it was cute. It was fun. I did too. Yeah. I also thought this young Winifred was perfect. Oh yes, she nails the mannerisms. I don't know if if Bette Midler coached her one on one. Of course, we are notoriously uh, spotty with our research around things like this. Yeah. But that little girl nailed it. What was the movie that we used to watch, uh, like going to bed? That was beaches. Like, beaches. It's that level of it's like Mayim performance. It's Mayim levels of performance absolutely. in mimicking Bette Midler. It's you are so absolutely good. right. Yeah, it's it's the inverse. It's so delightful. It really is, and it was. It's so cool to kind of see them kind of take it this route. But that said. This entire prologue felt like watching children's theater. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I also feel that it was kind of tongue in cheek through the whole thing. It was meant to sort of be a little bit goofy. Yeah. Right. What's real funny is nobody's going after John Pritchett for not wanting to marry Winifred because oh. that little boy is clearly very gay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. Oh, praise God. I apologize, Reverend. It is only she is so ugly and unpleasant. Thou art some prize. No, it is true. He is quite odd. But how dare thou say it so? She cannot speak that way to a man. I refuse to marry that lout. If I shall marry anyone, it will be Billy Butcherson. Oh, Billy. What? Why me? Because we are soulmates. Since when? Since we shared that kiss in the graveyard. <gasps> the reverend says he's odd. Bitch, he's queer. It's okay. We're we've taken it back now. Yeah. It could have been funny, Tony Hale. It would have been fine. You have my permission, at least. Also, in the background in that scene, when someone shouts, "Taste of the devil!" It's, just <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think my overall summary, and we'll probably get to this at the end, is that. With a little bit of tightening, this could have been a whole lot better. Absolutely. Absolutely. There were a couple of times when we had paused and I was like, wow, we still have so much left. It's a <laughs> the pacing is a little is a little rough, but, you know, it's going to Disney Plus. So I feel like they were just like, eh. I again have a theory. I think this movie would not have been made. If Disney Plus did not exist. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. Billy Butcherson is also cute because so I can mm -hmm. see why young Winnie is is lusting after Lil Willie. Yeah. Little Willie Butcher Boy. Lil Willie Butcher Boy. Little Willie Butcher Boy. Yeah. Da -dee -da -dee -da 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 -da. <laughs> so they're trying to throw the sisters out. Witchcraft, blah, blah. You took the Lord's name in vain. You won't take it back. All that said, A, it's weird that Winifred loved getting a spider for her birthday. Mm -hmm. B, this is all an accurate reaction to a spider falling on your shoulder. Sin. It was on me. 
I would burn the entire place to the ground. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. I also, we can't, for some reason, we choose films on this show that remind me incessantly of Sondheim properties. And so through the entirety of this prologue, I've got stuck in my goddamn head. Into the woods, the path is straight. I know it well, but who can tell? Into the woods to lift the spell. Into the woods to visit mother. I mean, it base yeah, basically that's that's the the vibe that they were going. Hannah Waddingham is effectively playing a young version of the witch from Into the Woods. I yes. would believe that that is all in the same multiverse. Which, speaking of, and we'll get to it later, there's a distinct overlap in IPs that they absolutely could have used to make in jokes, references, or at least I don't know, ground this film a little bit more. To make it pop the way even like the Disney plus Marvel shows do. Yeah. And as they're running into the woods, we get another reference with Mm -hmm. the the mother, witch, this crow Raven thing that's been following them. Yeah. Singing the song that Sarah sings at the beginning of the first film. Yes. She tries to lure the Come children. Children, take I'll me take away, you. or no, I'll take you away. That's yeah, right. She doesn't want the children to take her. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> take me away. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a bucky, got a bucky. And Hannah Waddingham is, uh, as I mentioned, playing Madame Morrible in the Wicked movie. Yeah. She was also the Lady of the Lake in Spamalot in the West End production. Oh, cool. And she was the Shame Nun. Oh, that's where I know her from. Exactly. And also Ted Lasso, but we haven't watched that yet. Yeah. Honestly, she was delightful. I was like, ooh, who's this new witch? Exactly. And she's gorgeous. And I don't know if this I'm a witch, I know things line is kind of a low-key reference to Game Game of of Thrones. Thrones. It absolutely is. I feel like there's not enough of it, but they're definitely definitely trying to throw parents' There's a distinct lack of focus. Yeah without a utilization of available resources. Mm-hmm. These things, tighter, would uh, vastly improve this movie. I've, this magical mag- maximum mystery tour spell. Yeah. Uh, the note that I had was Chekhov's spell. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, oh, the, the one spell that you can't do? Okay, that's so that's the movie. They're yes. going to do the spell. It's, and then it cuts to, you know, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's- Basically, <laughs> the, the gang does the spell. <laughs> that's so exactly, basically this movie. That's exactly um, what it is. I thought this actress that plays young Mary is also quite perfect. She's got yeah. that face down. The delivery uh, of the that Kathy and Jimmy that weird sort of like bouncy delivery. Mm-hmm. The girl playing young Sarah, I feel like the direction was girl, baby doll, just have fun because literally it looks like she just has fun. She just and has fun. Yeah, it feels like most of the characters in this or the actors in this movie were having a good time. Yes, and to me that's kind of important. It's not too much of a. Uh, it, there's not a lot of cringe. No, and that's good. I love this transition song as we jump forward to 2022. Yeah. It's it's a it's hip, a bop. It's a hit beat. Yeah. We get introduced to Becca and Izzy. Yeah. And my first thought is, oh my god, are they schmesbians? Is this a schmesbian romantic horror comedy? Especially when Cassie comes up and it's like Because it feels like maybe that's a little bit of There there's a bit of coding that's going on that yeah. seems like it. And then suddenly the jock shows up and it's like, Oh girl, are you are you trying to It's just like they are say you haven't some and it could be or or she's by or she's by and bi. that's perfectly Absolutely. fine they get into that classroom becky and cassie are kind of like getting at it about 
you know, a party that Kat wasn't really Cassie's idea, but it kind like, of, there felt like a bit of romantic tension. It could absolutely. just be because someone sang take me or leave me at the gay bar the other night. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the scene from Red <laughs> for but, sure. But in a tween movie, Sabrina, the teenage ex-girlfriend, <laughs> the teacher who is not really exercising any sort of conflict resolution is just like, no, immediately go to the, the principal's office when it's just like they say like three things. Right. Just you Come can't on. just say quiet down, guys. Come on. You right. Could, you could do a little bit more than or, just go to the principal's office. Or at least office. say, I understand being scared of quinoa. It is too expensive it and is. causes far too much harm to the environment. <laughs> but no, you're a hot dummy. Yeah. And so everybody's got to get detention. It's it's goofy. It really is. And then, yeah, Tony Hale is that mayor. Hey! <laughs> Mr. Trash, how's it going? How are you? Someone's got a birthday. Someone's got a birthday, right? Yes. Are you heading to your sacred circle? We actually don't call it the sacred circle anymore. Oh. Felt, uh, felt a little bit dramatic. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, my gosh. Remember when Cassie would bring, like, ten flashlights with us? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. He is a bit much. He really, really is. It's almost like um the principal from uh Dean Pelton. Yeah. We who we talked about recently in Sky High. Yeah. It's as if Tony Hale were cast as Dean Pelton. Yes. Can we talk about the first this like big song that happens? Oh, when they get summoned? Yes. The movie's not a musical. It's not. The the songs outside of this moment only ever perform a specific function. Yeah. It's part of their magic. I get that in world. I also don't hate the idea of, yes, we're here and we deserve an opening number. <laughs> For sure. And it's non-diegetic in the aspect of like, it's clear, like they literally walk away and are, and are, are breaking, it kind of feels like they're breaking the fourth wall. Becca and Izzy are breaking the fourth wall. Like, who are they performing to? Who are they performing for? You. <laughs> to you. <Ooh. laughs> But I looked at Josh when they when they started going into that number and I Josh's eyes lit up. Look, it's exactly <laughs> I, in, a, in a perfect world. Yeah. Where I'm not living in an open carry state. I'm going around like this with two other dudes in dresses and we're doing our own flash mob. Yes. As the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> People are already doing it on TikTok. It's not an original idea. I know. That's all I'm saying. So we get back to the magic shop with Gilbert the Grape. I mean, yeah. Gilbert the Great. <laughs> and I kind of want to, I, I had a, I had a moment where I was like, oh, do I need to dress like him? Cause I might need to dress like him. And it was in that <laughs> moment that I thought, uh oh, I think Gilbert might be kind of a villain because he's a bit of a queer coded villain. He kind of is. He's yeah. like a, a metaphor for toxic fanboyism. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we spend the rest of the movie of him like trying to essentially atone for his stupidity. Can I say way too much exposition? Yeah. And nothing can kill a show like too much exposition. How about bad subject matter or a bad title? Even that could kill a show pretty good. We picked up on it. We got it. Who else is seeing Hocus Pocus 2? Nobody's seeing Hocus Pocus 2 before seeing Hocus Pocus 1. And even if they were, like, you again, you didn't need it. You don't it. have to do it 10 times. You don't need it. I do like this line, witches are real or we're all going to die. But if the candle's melted, then no one can light it and they can't come back, right? You are right. They cannot return. Mm-hmm. That is, unless there is another candle. <gasps> witches are real. And if you, too, would like to try your hand at resurrecting the Sanderson sisters, black flame candles are half off for Halloween. I laughed out loud. There are moments, like, I feel like literally on paper, this movie works a lot better than it does in its execution. I think it just needed some tighter editing. 
it really did. I think they could have gotten this down from 103 minutes to uh, an hour and 20, like real easy. Yeah. And honestly, I think it would have been a little bit better minutes, for it. If anybody's yeah. counting that. Yeah. It's sometimes, but agree. Math is hard. Math is hard. Let's go shopping. The movie can't decide what it wants to be. I like the new story they're telling. I mm-hmm. think they're having too much fun trying to get the audience to get in on the joke of the Sanderson sisters in 2022, as if they might miss or accidentally redo some sort of the same version of the joke that they did. Cause that's kind of what the broom situation is Yeah, in the original. Mary was on a vacuum mm-hmm. and Sarah was on a mop. This time Sarah's on a Swiffer and Mary's on two Roombas. Like it's the same <laughs> concept. Yeah. But instead of just letting that be the thing, it becomes a literal pivotal plot point. So like it's over engineered almost. It really is. Which is something we love to say. That can work in some cases, which we'll get to a bit later. But yeah, again, it's it's almost like it's not trusting its audience enough. Yeah, again, the, the pacing just being kind of weirdly all over the place. It really is. In, especially at the beginning. There's also, I think, too many characters that they're trying to put in. Yeah. All at once and well, trying to get you to like care well, about and them. And that's the thing is if they spent less time trying to yuck it up with the Sanderson sisters, yeah. you would care about the this new band of witches. I think a tighter execution would have me wanting a, some kind of follow up, either a third film or mm-hmm. a series about these girls becoming witches and that being a thing and kind of becoming Disney's take on Sabrina. Because yeah. I love these girls as actresses. I love all of these potential hooks for stories that Sabrina did on Netflix to a degree. For sure. I'd love to see Disney Plus take a whack at that. But all of the other fucking vaudeville on top of it. And honestly, I think that this could have been streamlined if Cassie wasn't a part of it. And it was just a riff between Izzy and Becky and Becca. Yeah. Like it would have that would have seemed no, no, a little no. bit. Becca and. Yeah. Becca Cassie. and Izzy. The rift well, is between Becca and Cassie. I know, but I'm saying get rid of Cassie and make the rift between Becca and and. Oh Izzy. no, I like having it being uh you know another trio because it's got to be a coven. That whole thing is that's the concept. We've got to do this together. Eh. I like that aspect of it. Okay, I mean, like I said, from from my perspective, I was that was a little bit a little bit much. I think that they. I think Cassie was just underutilized. Well. And so was Izzy to a degree. Like, and that was, that's kind of where I was getting at. There's too many characters. Like, I mean, the original Hocus Pocus was a brother and a sister. No, it wasn't. Those were the two main characters. No, because it was a girl and this dude who had a crush on that girl and his little sister. That's where the whole Max loves your yabos comes from. Remember? What do you call Max? Yabos? (laughs) Max likes her yabos. In fact, he loves them. Oh my God, I remember the yabos. And if it were, if Max were fascinated with his sister's yabos, that's that's hooky spooky in a different way. You're you're absolutely right in that that it does need to be three. Um, it just all needs to be tighter, and we need to care about Cassie more. We know who Izzy is. Izzy's kind of Velma. Yeah, you know what I mean. But she's also clearly the Mary. Cassie is you know, a bit more naive and a bit more, I don't want to say clueless because she's just not being included, Yeah, but she's clearly the Sarah and Becca is clearly the Winifred. Just take a wrench and crack it a little bit all tighter together. Yeah, for sure. That's all I need. Now, do you, uh, how do you feel about the way that they handled um, talking about virgins? (laughs) I think it was fine. Like, I didn't, I don't think I made a note about it. It didn't really hook for me. Do you have a thought? I think they could have maybe been a little bit more explicit about it and not been like, so, oh, oh I'm not going to tell you what it is. Like, you don't they need didn't to do anything with it at all in the first thing. No, they did. They didn't explicitly say what being a virgin meant, did they? I think it was still all. It was a bit more again, tongue in cheek, though, but it if wasn't. We ha- if it we wasn't really as, good at researching, we would have watched we probably both of them. We, we would have done the, the work. <laughs> you know, there was a bit more played of like, yeah, you guys know what we're talking about. But here it's like it, it's almost kind of making sex feel a little bit too taboo. To my earlier point, I think there are still some odd tropes like queer coding of potential villains that are lingering in this script for some reason. I don't get it. It's weird. But I did just get for some reason that 
the three of them are effectively the 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 maiden, the mother, and the crone of various lore. Like it's in the Sandman, oh, yeah. it's in um Greek mythology. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it, it had literally never struck me before this. Um, so that's not, that's fun. That it's again back to the to the idea of it all needs to be tidy. The way that it's meta, the ways in which it is meta, mm-hmm. it goes out of its way to make sure you get its meta. It makes it less impactful, in my opinion. Yeah. One last note I had before this, that huddle that they do, it's like a fucking cartoon. This is ridiculous. But that's what I mean. It's like these moments would have been so much more delightful. Just tighten it up. Yeah, I just need to be tightened up. Ugh. Anyway, here we go. The girls managed to outwit the sisters in a local Walgreens and then escape to the magic shop. They discover Gilbert tricked them into reviving the sisters, having been taught how to make the candle by the book. The sisters arrive and see a campaign flyer belonging to Mayor Trask, Cassie's father, and Reverend Trask's direct descendant. Winifred decides they will cast Magica Maxima to get their revenge, trapping Izzy and Becca in the basement before the sisters go in search of Trask's blood and forcing Gilbert to collect the other spell components. The girls escape and head to the Trask house, while the sisters find their way to the town's Halloween carnival and enchant the citizens to help them find the mayor. Meanwhile, Gilbert digs up Billy Butcherson and, needing Billy's head for the spell, tricks Billy into helping him collect the other ingredients. Did Disney pay Walgreens? Did Walgreens pay Disney? Who's getting money here? Yeah, like it, the Dr. Teal's uh, end cap with all the salt. It, ju- it just made me Bath think, salts. holy shit, I, we need to go get some more Dr. Teal. Yeah, this whole scene was a farce. This and, tra- and it was just. <laughs> yeah, this transitions into Walgreens is bananas the the dialogue between the sisters mm-hmm. we have of course we talk about this all the time we, we keep the subtitles on it helps we're we're those kind of people for sure it specifically calls out that mary farts as they walk in oh, Willie, the gates they parted for her oh she must be very powerful mm. <gasps> well so am i Oh yeah, that was kind of that was ridiculous. What on earth is happening in this scene? What is I this movie can't decide what it wants to be. Honestly, it would have been better if they would have gone from the woods and been like, hey, we know a place where you can where the like an apothecary or whatever, and then smash cut of them into Walgreens. Yeah. Versus all of the nonsense that happened between. I don't Oh, it's fun I, nonsense. It, though. it was, but yes, kill your darlings because them eating cosmetics is also funny. Because it would have been smash cut to that, and They're it would have been a hat a on much a hat. more. You're it would have been much. Right. It would. It would have been more fun. Oh, good. But I will say that I didn't when she was pouring out the bath salts and making like little ring to protect them. Yes, it was glowing, and I'm like, why the fuck is that glowing? Like, it's her magic. I didn't know what to grab. I just grabbed everything. Ah, oh, there they are. Say hello to Satan for me. Salt can do that. I know, and it paid off later. For for a minute there, I thought, why did they spend the time to do? Because like, it's magic. I know. I didn't pick up on it. It took it really throwing it in my face. Blame it on the wine. It, it's but, fine. But it is. It's uh, fine. You did point out that it was hilarious that they knew how to pose for a selfie. Yeah, and it's shit like that. How are they supposed to know? How does she know what cowabunga is? Right. They weren't exposed to any real media in ni- in 1993. But what's fun, what's hilarious is they know how to pose for a selfie. It's yeah. the filters that make them think that eating the creams worked. But then it's looking in that security mirror, mm-hmm. like a circus mirror, and thinking that it didn't work. Yeah. And that's the turn. Like that whole, again, it's vaudeville. Honestly. Here's what I think it is. They were trying to put in as much bed Midler as possible. Yes. And that yeah. they didn't really cut anything with her. Because the, the rest of it, eh, it's a rightly paced. But when she's in it, they basically let her chew the scenery and show the whole thing. But again, this is where this is where my queer coding note about like, ugh. of course, we have a, a toxic fan who feels a little gay and is a black man. Yep. I can't believe it worked. What were they like? No, what do you mean it worked? Did they sing? Because, you know, they love to sing. Wait, you knew that was a black flame candle? Look, I am so sorry I had to trick you, but I, mean, I couldn't let the candle myself. It just it wouldn't have worked. Well, why not? 
Oh, ew! Why would you do this? They're evil! Well, only because they had to be. You know, they were ahead of their time, and they were misunderstood. Like, why is he got to be the problem? Right. Come on. But, you know, they had to go collect all of those ingredients, and, you know, one of those ingredients being the juice of Halle Berry. Or, sorry, what was it? Al <laughs> it was the juice of Aurelia Berry, which yeah. would be a good drag name. Aurelia Berry. Also, the head of a lover, um, which is butter, which is apparently a fungus. That's fun. I I didn't know what it was. I'd never heard of this fungus. I'm not a, a mycologist by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, they're not among us. I do consider myself a fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, if Leah's listening to this, I just. She's having a riot. She's, she's literally she's deleting yelling, the app. She's yelling at her she's phone right now. It. She's, she's unsubscribing and that's it. Um, Petrified spider and a drop of an enemy's blood. Why is this book in English? It seems odd. It is. But we also get Chekhov's forbidden spell firing. <laughs> and next up is the curse leaves because we got those earlier. We've got curse Chekhov's leaves. curse leaves too. They're there's just, a lot of Chekhov's guns in this. Yeah, there's truly like th that's what I'm saying is they're trying too hard to make this movie about the plot while also trying to maximize screen time with the with the characters who are bringing in the money. Yeah, because the the whole thing with Tony Hale and like getting the the caramel apple from like that thing. Like Unnecessary. Why, why did we need all of that? We didn't need that? any of it. Every time we saw Tony Hale at the carnival, it could have been him just overjoyed to be doing something else. For sure. He could have had his caramel apple and then been on the carousel and then been... It's, it's like they really wanted us to really understand why he deeply cared about getting this because, like, again, they brought it up earlier and then it being a whole really big thing. And it's like, you're the mayor. Just go to the front. Right. Go to her and be like, hey, it's really good to see how everything's going. Do you have an apple for me? Great. Awesome. And then dip out. Like right. that's that. Uh, also, know. why is it just one person working the stand? If you had one other person working the stand, you could be like, yes, Mr. Mayor, let me get that for you. Like that would that's have been I'm at saying. least more fun. But uh, we're in the we're in this Halloween carnival and it's all generic costumes. Yeah, it is. Just like it was in WandaVision, which makes sense. Yeah. But in this, you can use fox properties you can use disney properties you can use marvel properties some of them can be generic great but for some reason just, we get we get the one madonna reference yeah like from the first film and then something that could and that apparently that was the original costume yes and yeah. for some reason that could feasibly there was one that could feasibly be a Catwoman, mm -hmm. but everything else was like egyptian person pirate yeah. Werewolf. Sexy nurse. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah. The penguin from The Office, from the oh, episode right. of The Office where there's the coupon book. I swear to God, that was Angela's costume. This is an amazing prize. I mean, I don't even want to give Pam a compliment because she's so ugh, but she did a good job. I really want that coupon book. That's delightful. But yeah, like you had mentioned about the the little the leaves that they had, the, the Chekhov's leaves. Yeah. And then putting that down on they the ground. They get trapped in the dungeon age. They get tossed down a fucking flight of stairs. Yeah. And you know, you know, I've always said that, you know, potpourri can bring back stairs. There's no way out of here. Yes, there is. Angelica leaves. They lift curses. Hey, if candles can bring back the dead, why can't potpourri bring back the stairs? Okay. It, it is a big a bit of goofery but again tighter and like i like it it's them discovering because mm -hmm. again they glow with that light yeah it's becca discovering her magic powers and to a degree that she needs some help to maximize their potential i just i wish that the this wasn't happening this far into the movie yeah it's like yeah, 49 minutes i don't mind this being a, an active part of her discovery of her powers i just think it all needs to be so much more tightened up you're, we, yeah you're right we knew this was going to happen they keep mm -hmm. dropping these things dangling them in front of your face we know they're going to get used you don't have to then explain that they have them and what they're for again just do it yeah show don't tell exactly especially if you've already told <laughs> exactly Girl, we already exactly, been told we already exactly. heard it uh, and then Doug Jones pops out of a grave. I've met him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's TLV. Oh. Oh, I am a good zombie. I'm not even chasing thee. Stay back. And don't try to eat my brains. Why would I? 
I simply wish to know why you were digging up my grave. And I simply wish to know why you're alive. But because I was woken up and never put back to sleep. Well, I've been awake since... How long ago was 1993? I like that he's been awake the entire time underground yes. and just is like, what year and is it? was Billy Butcherson in the first yeah. film. I do want to talk about this drag contest that happens. It's technically a costume contest. I know, but... <laughs> Remember, stay the course. Stay the course. Absolutely. No more distractions. Say it after hey, it's the Sanderson yeah. sisters. All right, looking good. Oh. I bet you're looking for the stage. <laughs> Always. It is absolutely delightful a first that family that was do, was doing the yes with the dad as mary that was super cute super cute super cute i don't understand why they chose the people that won it should have been the fucking drag queens it should have been it should have been, been ginger every time it should have been the drag queens every time you lose the teeth mind your business girl <laughs> ginger was robbed Yet again. Yet again. <laughs> Cornbread went home too early. Yes. Yet again. <laughs> but unlike Ginger, Winifred, who is robbed, yeah. it has a full-on fucking meltdown. <laughs> oh. What say us now? award at somebody in the audience this is what i mean if all of this stuff if this movie wasn't trying to take itself so seriously all of the time i i think it would have been better yeah because it's buck wild that she literally murdered like that's the only person i think that got murdered in this movie by the way i don't, I don't know if he actually dies but he may as well have and then how does Winifred, that's a big trophy how does Winifred know so much contemporary music also this <laughs> Because this song. <laughs> One way or another, I'm gonna find ya. I'm gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, I'm gonna win ya. I'm gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, I'm gonna see ya. I'm gonna meet ya, meet ya, meet ya, meet ya. One day, maybe real soon, I'm gonna meet ya. I'm gonna meet ya. I'll meet ya. It really is. Oh my god. It was delightful. I liked it. It's fun. I don't understand. It feels labored. Again, that's that's a good way to to describe this movie as labored. That's all I had for that bit. All right, let's do it. The girls reunite with Cassie and manage to trap the sisters within a salt circle in Cassie's garage before Mayor Trask returns home. The three teenagers make amends with one another, but the sisters escape the circle and kidnap Cassie to use her blood instead. Becca and Izzy follow them to the Forbidden Forest, where Gilbert has assembled the ingredients and soon discover that Becca is also a witch. The sisters partially cast the spell and increase their power, but Becca distracts them. Izzy rescues Cassie, and Becca manages to convince Book that it does not have to answer to Winifred. Playing further into the forest, Book shows them the warning about the Magicka Maxima spell that Winifred ignored, which states whoever casts it must give up what they cherish most. Why does, why does the Roomba snacking on popcorn feel like a Buster Bluth reference in this movie? Oh, oh you're hungry. Also with Tony Hate, like I get that's what I mean. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's like if they really leaned into those fucking meta jokes, I would have been it would have been more funny. Yeah. I can't tell yeah, if it's no. a meta joke or not. I know. I wouldn't mind a notebook slash journal that looks like book. I'm sure they exist. Book? Oh yeah. Um they're on the shelf at one point and like a like a journal, like a smaller sized one. Yeah. Not the full sized replicas. But I don't know if we're supposed to think that this cat is actually Thackeray Binks or a descendant of Thackeray Binks because the cat never talks like it did in the first no, one. No, it doesn't. Like, that's the thing you decide to cut? You're going to give the book a bit more agency, but the cat suddenly doesn't have a voice? Right. And I was thinking the cat was going to jump on the book at one point and bring it down. And like, like Thackeray Binks there, in the first There was one. literally the things that they don't want to explain. Yeah. He's serious. He's serious. Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. 
Really? There is a small woman trapped in that box. Oh, yes. I still don't understand. Is there something else I can do for you? Yeah. So anyways. It's all over the place. It really is. Also, not unlike Into the Woods, the ingredient, the spell component can be a literal thing as opposed to the actual thing, if that makes sense. Because, uh, you know, it's not like they found an actual petrified spider. They just got a stuffed spider. Yeah. And it's like it into the woods when you try the corn hair instead of the girl's hair. Mm -hmm. It's still kind of golden hair. But no one likes a cow for a friend. I just don't. I'm losing the internal logic on a lot of this shit. Really? Again, if it really leaned heavy into the meta, I would have been more open. Yes. To it. But the fact is, is that they were they were trying to do weird, serious things. They were trying to be fun. They were then trying to be meta. It would have worked if, uh, to your earlier point, they for each beat, they picked a joke and stuck with it. Yeah, rather than, pretty, try, rather than trying to A-B test them. I did like the gothic Golden Girls line, though. <laughs> that jo- that was probably one of the f- f- fucking yes, funniest we jokes. we guffawed. Yeah, this yeah. was... God knows what kind of unchaperoned house party you were throwing in there, and then I come home to like the gothic Golden Girls in my garage. What the heck? This has been a very bad Halloween. Well, at least you got your caramel apple, right? Oh, hmm, okay, actually I didn't, because after mine was stolen, I went back and Sandy had given away all of her apples, which I think is really unprofessional, right? So I didn't get an apple, so then I went to some Walgreens who turned out their lights, which makes no sense. What Walgreens turns out their lights, okay? But you know what I got? You know what I got in the dark? This pathetic thing, this. Absolutely delightful. Hysterical. And then I thought when he was going to throw that fucking caramel apple and we were going to have Chekhov's caramel apple. Yes. But wouldn't you know it? It's the Roombas of all things. Again, it's clever fucking writing. Yes. When they came around that bend around the car into view, it's like, of course, it's the Roombas. It was funny. That was funny. Yes. But that, why that did was it funny. take so long to get there? We didn't even need. Know. Yeah, they can't decide if it need, if it's a character driven story or a plot driven story. Really, and uh, and you know, to be fair, the original Hocus Pocus also not great. Well, the original, <laughs> there's a lot of problems and the there's a lot of Hocus pacing Pocus issues. Was panned it was it underperformed wildly. It opened yeah. against Free Willy of all things. <laughs> it was a summer Halloween movie. Who yeah. fucking does that? Yeah, that- Th- this is where I had the note: this cat is fucking useless mm-hmm. because it doesn't prevent book from getting away again. It doesn't do anything. The cat doesn't do anything. But I do love, again, great dialogue. The heavens to Murgatroyd. I mean, for people of a certain age, that's a direct reference to Snagglepuss's heavens to Murgatroyd. Oh, yeah. Heavens to Murgatroyd. I do love Sarah standing up for herself as a woman. Yes. But then you get that immediate about face. Immediate about face. It's It's good comedy. But uh, I I would have liked to have seen more Sarah and I and the other and the other witches at least than it just still being centered around Winifred. I mean, but again, if, if if a lot of it were tighter, the jokes would be tighter, and it would. I feel like I'm just I'm 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 beating a dead witch here, and like <laughs> it's. I will say, Bet really is giving it all she can. I just I honestly yeah. wish it would have happened. 15, 20 years ago, because mm-hmm. it would have felt a bit less force. I think it, it could have been like Kenny Ortega and in, in, in theory could have done it again. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he didn't do it for this one. And that's not to say that the, the actresses are too old to be doing it because they all do a great job. They're all hilarious. I laughed at all of them. I, it just feels like it's, it's too late <laughs> and they're trying to convince us that it's not. Yeah. It would have been more interesting if like, you know, the, the young girl, you know, the, the sister from the first movie. Mm. had come back and was more of a bigger character or maybe teaching at the school or something. And I don't know, that would have been more interesting. Tying it in some way to the, the protagonists of the original film rather than the antagonists. Yeah. I, well, I feel like you could have had both and you still could have introduced these new characters. Cause I do like, like all of these. Like why wasn't she running that shop? Or why wasn't it, why wasn't Reverend Trask like one of I, I, either um, Max or what's her buckets yeah, ancestor? Exactly. Something. So that Cassie's father was the one from the previous generation. Right. Anyways. Anyways, shall well, we? Let's uh, uh, take this home. Shall we pull these brooms into the closet? Shall we throw a bucket on these witches? 
shall we uh, oogie boogie bugle boy of company B? Which one do you want to do? Um, this witch bitch. There's another, another witch in the basket. There's another witch in the basket. <laughs> the girls agree to warn Winifred of the warning, but are too late. Winifred becomes all powerful, and as Mary and Sarah fade to dust. Winifred grows despondent and begs the teenagers to use their newfound powers to save her sisters. Becca, Cassie, and Izzy join together in a coven and cast a reuniting spell. Cannot bring the others back, but it sends Winifred to be reunited with them. Gilbert and Billy arrive as the latter begins to fade with Winifred's undoing. The girls decide to give Book a new home and continue practicing their magic as they walk off into the night in a similar manner as the Sanderson sisters, or perhaps the Beatles, or maybe even the monkeys. As they leave, a bird identical to the one that Mother Witch had shapeshifted into flies overhead. Becca's a much better Sue Storm than the one we just saw, I will say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no shade, yeah. but... Power's meant to be shared. Becca, give me your hand. Kind of in the middle of something right now. Little witch cannot hide from our power. Power's meant to be shared. <laughs> Also, some big uh, Guardians of the Galaxy vibes in this climax where, you know, everybody's joining hands to make sure that they can, rather than withstand the power in this case, maximize the power. Yeah. Magica Maxima Hickety Pickety. Hickety just Pickety just Hackers as first. digitarium. Yeah. Even make that fucking reference. It, at least something. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny this turn, uh, Winifred's turn. Why did I do it? Why did it get me? This fucking Shakespearean monologue that's very like tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Oh, not my sisters. My beloved, infuriated sisters. Why, they were my kin. Of course, I was the pretty one. But they were my passionate partners in unholy mischief. Oh, what fun we had. Oh, book. For old times' sake. Can nothing be done? I don't believe it. It's baffling. Because already, like, the... We, we again we forget we barely get it in this one but we forget their goal is to eat the souls of children yes that's, and we're that's, supposed to sympathize with her loss here that's why well, a bitch on fire yeah uh-uh no. i get it it's uh, a dear we, we're gonna we're gonna sing some halloween themed parody songs we're gonna cast a weird owl kind of spell here oh my god but why i, I get <sighs> what are we doing really what is this movie trying to and honestly, I would have loved if, like, if either Sarah or Mary had been like, I don't feel so good. That would have been, again, meta, more fun. Come on. I did, like, the sisters away. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved that. I do not need a book. Sisters, come. We will complete the spell without book. And once we do, your inconsequential powers will not protect you or your little friends or all of Salem from our wrath. Sisters away! That was I literally have that with like eight Y's <laughs> on my notes here. But even through all of this, I also had two thoughts. Again, for whatever reason, so many 30 Rock references from this, um, from, from the, doing this podcast with you. Yeah. But the one where you find out the janitors have a book. That Subhas, thank you for coming in and for showing me your uh, special book. More men in it than I would have expected. Book is book. Indeed. It's not book. It's not book. Why do they keep cutting to Billy's head for reactions? This is what I mean. We don't need. We really don't. I, I, I love Doug Jones with the passion. He's yeah. got an amazing body of work. He's the fisherman from Shape of Water. Yeah. yeah you, if, if you've ever seen some sort of oddly gangly alien thing, it's probably been done by Doug Jones, but we don't need. He ain't even using his body. 
How's your head? Overexpressive and useless. Yeah. But they're trying. <laughs> it feels like it's unnecessary. It's buckling under its own weight a little bit. And it, that's a really great way of putting it. Yeah. I, I felt like they were trying to get me to feel something for this, like, like feel bad for right. fucking Winifred. But again, then I think about it. They were eating the souls of children. And also in theory, which is being witches, that the book is bound in human flesh. That's, yes. a, that's an actual eye. What is happening? It's like, it, it's like the, what was Burn it? Burn the book and have it rebuilt, <laughs> re- come back as the book of Vishanti. If you all have seen uh, what we do in the shadows, there's a, there's a hat that keeps coming up. The witch's is, hat. Thoughts. Looks like it's alive. Good eye. It's a hundred percent witch skin. Simon was always very jealous of this hat. I can't wait to see his face when I walk in. Please don't wear that hat. Too stylish? No. It's a big bloody stupid hat with a big bloody stupid curse on it. And every time you wear it, something bloody stupid terrible happens. Nonsense. Gizmo likes it, don't you? It's beautiful. It's delightful. I, the way they say it, um, with you know that that sort of a. Uh, New York City. It's just his delivery. See, when I try to when I try to do Matt Barry, it just comes out Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you lie? Who was it that you were saying that Matt Barry should do? Beast Hank McCoy. He should be Hank McCoy. He absolutely. should be the MCU's Hank McCoy. We get a post credit scene with this where it's the cat shows up next to another boyfriend. Can't black flame candle. Black flame candle. A boyfriend candle? It's the BF candle. The BF candle, yeah. It's got a label on it as if it was like inspected by inspector number C9 set. Like what the, what is happening? It's so stupid. I get it. You're setting up a sequel or something like that. But But the note that I had uh, was that black pussy found another black flame candle and I can't tell if that's a metaphor or what. And then the pinhole fade, LOL, WTF. Oh yeah, the pinhole fade. So weird. So weird. I almost expected the cat to be like, that's all. Yeah. And then we get, uh, you know, prior to that, uh, in the credits, we get the witches back. Oh yes. Raising cane until we got exiled. That's the best pun that this this entire movie has made. All right. Well, let's talk about how it did. Yeah. Uh, again, because it was a direct to platform release, no budget info, yeah. really. No. Uh, other than this was the biggest Disney Plus yeah. uh, release that they've ever had. So, I mean, that's, you know. According to them. According to them. And I'm sure there will be Investor Day news before the end of the year for that sure. confirms something. But we generally don't get, like, hard numbers for streaming. Like, well, like we normally do for things that were released theatrically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, critics score and blurbs 62%. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, again, my biggest problem with this movie is that it just needed to be tightened up a bit. They needed to remove some jokes oh, and, and maybe make others more complex or refined. Yeah. It needed a tighter comedic structure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But everybody showed up and was doing their job and I think did it well. And I mean, the songs are jaunty. It'll be just, it'll, it'll become just as much of a cult following as the original did because again as we've mentioned earlier yeah the first one didn't do very well at all and it really was only by the time it was clear that it was a lucrative property i think that they even took the bet and it's worth noting it's not like they released it in theaters at halloween yeah which they could have done because there's a lot of really good original horror coming out right now yeah but not a whole lot of kid themed halloween like paranorman oh yeah there's no good theatrical kids halloween stuff i think right now so I, I mean, my big my big thesis really is that this would never have even been made if Disney Plus didn't exist. And if Disney had gotten into the streaming game around the same time Netflix did and was growing along with it, we probably would have gotten this a lot sooner. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Sh- Shirley Lee at the Atlantic uh, said the film wears its ridiculousness so proudly it's impossible to disdain. It is both a diverting watch and a sly commentary on its predecessor's strengths. I agree. Again, it just yeah. needed a turn of the wrench. Uh, Justin Chang with the Los Angeles Times says the Sanderson's shtick is no more clever or inspired than it was in the first movie. But Midler, Najimi and Parker remain such game performers so adept at vampy antics and menacing facial contortions that thou wilt not really care. 
I that's fair, even yeah. from the LA Times. I just wish that it was actually a bit more menacing and that we weren't made to try to feel something for Winifred there at the end. Yeah, that again, it was such a stupid turn. I think Helen O'Hara is a little bit more on our side in that direction, at least. Yeah. From Empire Magazine, she says, This is just as unevenly plotted as the original, lacks even the element of surprise, and is not by any reasonable standard, quote, good. Between gooey and ghoulish, there must be better options. She gave it a two out of five. The others didn't really have uh, numbers attached, uh, but they were yeah. indicated as positive reviews. I think I sit somewhere between uh, Justin and Helen on this. I'm, a little bit. I'm right in the middle. Uh, viewer score uh, was about 55%, yeah. but Josh has some feelings. <laughs> yeah. It, don't even bother going into it. Because there are drag queens, because there are potentially NB characters, because people want to perceive this as quote unquote woke. Yeah. It's chock full of fucking nonsense from trolls who think that this movie about witches that want to eat children's souls is quote too left wing. Come the fuck on, get over your fucking selves. And if you're in Texas, vote for Beto. So I'll put some links in the show notes. This is fucking nonsense and I'm tired of it. It really um, is. And this always happens on Rotten Tomatoes with, with anything that even gets any attention for being even remotely uh, counterculture, which again, it's a sequel to a summer Halloween movie mm-hmm. about some witches that want to eat some children's souls. Starring Bette Midler. Starring Bette Midler. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> You look like a fucking idiot if you're taking it that seriously. And rather than wade through all of that, we're going to say that we enjoyed it. It, Like I said, it'll, it'll make the rotation into your Halloween movies. The songs are catchy and fun. It's, it's nice to have on in the background at a Halloween party, whether you're serving alcohol or not. Yeah. Which is to say whether there's kids around or not. All right. Some trivia. Amanda Shepard, Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall make uncredited appearances as Emily Binks, master devil, and Medusa Lady through archive footage from the first film. In the original film, Mary's mouth is crooked to the right, but this time it's to the left. And that's because uh, Kathy Najimy explains it because it was harder for her to do it on that side. So Winifred slaps Mary and then it moves to the right side or to the other side. Oh, I didn't even notice. That. So that's it was so just, you know, it was probably kind of hard for her to, you know, because it, it probably hurts. Yeah. And so, you know. Well, to explain it. And again, such a fun way to do that. This isn't, they just are older people. Yeah. She was a much younger woman when she was pulling faces like Dick Van Dyke. Even he can't do that yeah. shit now. And he's twice her age. That spider in the Salem village. Um, that was a uh, golden silk orb weaver. Um, yeah. They are large, Fucking but they are huge. harmless. They're native <laughs> to Texas too, yeah. by the by. I don't want to ever see one. They literally can get to like hand size, but they make gorgeous webs. I mean, I that's you're probably yeah, you're absolutely right. But but they're terrifying to see. They are absolutely Mm -hmm. terrifying to see. Before a sequel was greenlit, it was announced that a made-for-TV remake of the original film would be created for freeform without the involvement of the original cast. The production was scrapped when Hocus Pocus two began development. Bless. Eh. Good. I mean, at least tell if I would have preferred that or not. I know. At least it wasn't trying to go to Quibi. Remember Quibi? No, it was a quick bit of nothing. On Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You podcast, uh, Doug Jones mentioned that the wig that he wears as Billy Butcherson was the same one that he wore in the first movie. I hope they washed it and restyled it. I mean. Otherwise, that nasty ass wig just sitting on a shelf at a Disney backlot somewhere? Yeah. Is it lice ridden? That sounds uh, nasty. Again. It's fun. Yeah, this was fun. I, I definitely think that this is, if you haven't seen it, if you didn't watch it yet, it's definitely a good time. Yeah. But, you know, don't take it too seriously. And if you don't want to, uh, I completely understand. Yeah. If if you really hold the first one near and dear and you. Uh, or if you have opinions about Bette Midler, that's yeah. fine and valid. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have paid to see it in theaters. I wouldn't have paid to see it in theaters. Well. We, I mean, we, pr- we have the Alamo draft pass. We probably, or the, whatever the club is. Yeah. We probably would have still seen it because it's. Uh, I still don't know. Yeah. I just don't know if it would have been a big enough draw. Fair enough. Cause I, again, I think all these critical reviews are accurate. Yeah. You're absolutely right. All right. Um, 
We're just about to wrap up in humans over on patreon.com slash making mischief. Mm-hmm. Where can they find us on social media, Clancy? Uh, well, they can find us at nonplusspod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes. And if you want to, you can email us submissions at nonpluspod.com. Suggest something for us to watch. Give us yeah. your feedback. Just say hello. That's fine, too. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on your podcasting platform of preference so we can gain that algorithm and get in front of other people who are just as bewildered by Disney Plus content as we are. Yeah. That over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my husband, Josh. And we have been nonplussed. We've been nonplussed on you. But now we're done. Oh, right. That's the other song that they did. Yeah. In the first they one. should have re- like reprised that in some sort of way. It would have been better. But they did the, the witch's back. They did the witch's back. <laughs> eh. I see a chicken thigh. Hey, I say bye bye. No, nothing. What, a chicken You know, one year I I was so excited to answer the door and hand out the candy dressed as Phantom of the Opera. Oh, nobody cared. Oh, <laughs> this has been derailed. Not my fault. It's not your fault. It's your fault. Yeah. And I'm here to remind you of the mess you left. <laughs> you ought to know. Um, Jesus. Remember, get an extra 20% off your $50 subscription to Knowable with code NONPLUSSED and enjoy hundreds of hours of educational content ad-free. Just download the Knowable app and use the code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your subscription. Again, download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED when subscribing for 20% off. Knowable, comprehensive podcast-style audio courses for the curious mind. And for cutie patooties like you. Oh, Oh.